hello people of God and anyone else who uh, may come across this who was interested in uh, learning about uh, the Bible and learn about God's Word the Bible was a book that took over 1500 years to put together there are uh, numerous uh, authors who over uh, a period over that long a uh, century uh, and a half of time put the book together uh, all done as I believe by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit the project that I'm working on here is going through the entire Bible and my goal is to go through the Bible chronologically and what I mean by chronologically is uh, not just in the general sense of uh, Genesis 1 all the way through Revelation 22 but chronologically means that we're going to mix things up and we're going to put them in the order that they came kind of like they have it in a chronological Bible give you an example we'll get all the way through Genesis all the way through Exodus all the way through uh, Leviticus and Numbers then we get to Deuteronomy and after Deuteronomy 24 but right before Joshua chapter 1 we will go into Psalms 90 because in Psalm 90 that is a one that is the song that was sang there so that's what I mean by chronological uh, what I mean is is when we get to uh, uh, like Ezra for example Ezra and Malachi and Nehemiah they all cross so instead of taking for instance the book of Ezra and going all the way through we will read Ezra until we get to somewhere there where we need to jump to Malachi or jump to Nehemiah so we're going to do it chronologically all the way through and put the Bible together that way I believe it's very important to uh, to study the Bible this way because this way no one can kind of add in uh, what they think or or kind of mix things up and take the things out of context it puts the Bible in perspective uh, you will see contemporaries and things that were going on at the exact same time you know like the uh, three uh, books that I just mentioned they were happening Malachi Nehemiah Ezra these things were all happening around the same time and it shows you that God had these different things going in different parts of the country different parts of the world at the same time the format that uh, we're going to use is this I, I mostly will be reading out of the New American Standard Bible uh, I also will be reading out of other versions of the Bibles and I will let you know when I do so but how the format will be is I will start off with a little introduction I will play a audio clip so you can uh, so you can hear the chapter read and uh, the audio uh, uh, book that I have is the NIV version uh, I love the audio book of the NIV that I have but I don't suggest using the NIV to study with it's a good Bible to read it's definitely a good Bible to listen to the version I have but it's not I would not recommend it for study okay the whole point of me doing this is is I love studying the Bible I love studying God's Word and I want to get people to I believe that in this country we are in a state of biblical illiteracy there's a lot of people who go to church every single week but they don't touch their Bible other than when they're in church on Sunday my goal is for people to study the Bible and study God's Word and get a clear understanding of what it is for oneself the Bible says study to show thyself approved and that's where I am and also uh, what I'm doing here is this 
this is about us learning together this is not about me having all the answers because I don't have all the answers and the beautiful thing about the Bible is that if the Lord allows me to live a long old age I'll study it forever because if I could completely master it I would have no need to study it the point is for us to learn together so I don't know how long this is gonna take me it may take me a few years but I'm willing to do it and then by the time I'm done I'm sure I'll do it again because there's gonna be some things that I missed there's gonna be some things that I learned with that said we're gonna get started with Genesis chapter 1 and part of the format that I would like to do is I would like to take uh, each uh, lesson a chapter at a time now there may be times where I may need to split it up and do a part one and a part two of a chapter but for the most part I'm going to try to do one chapter at a time uh, get through the whole chapter in one lesson and then we will move on to the next lesson okay sit tight and listen to Genesis chapter one I'll be back in a minute The Book of Genesis, Chapter 1 In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, Let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the expanse, and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And it was so. God called the expanse sky. And there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing, plant and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds. And it was so, the land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years, and let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, 
and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea, and every living and moving thing with which the water teems according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful, and increase in number, and fill the water in the seas, and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that move along the ground, and wild animals each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth, and all the birds of the air, and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. All right, and we're back. Thank you for listening. In the beginning, God. Now, in my opinion, if you can believe those words right there, the rest of the Bible is actually not that hard to uh, to understand. Uh, I believe that though that those words right there, it, I believe that those words right there uh, it is the basis for the whole Bible. In the beginning, God, and that's where we're going to start at in Genesis chapter one. And I think it's interesting how Moses uh, started out the Bible. Uh, that way in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth what he what he was doing in my belief is he was setting the tone for the rest of scripture because uh, if you like I said I'm, you know I, I will repeat again if you can believe that the the, the rest of scripture is, is not that hard to go on so we we will begin our lesson right there the first thing we want to touch on is that the word God here is Elohim Hebrew word 430 which means God in the ordinary sense. 
is also used as a plural so not the gods but but God in the plural sense okay in the beginning Elohim which is the word when Elohim is used that is God in the plural sense what is it uh so what do I mean by plural father son Holy Spirit yes there are those who don't believe in the the father son and the Holy Spirit but as we get through the Bible we will prove that to be true three personages one God not three gods not a schizophrenic God but one God and three personages and like I said as we go on into scripture my friends we will prove that point okay the scripture says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth now I want to talk next about the word heavens Hebrew word 8064 the heavens is talking about here is the sky above the, the above us where our clouds float and the birds fly and is all and it is also talking about the celestial heavens which is outer space the the area in which our planet the other planets the sun the moon float around in the stars so when it says that God created the heavens and the earth it doesn't just mean that he created the sky above us but it means also outer space okay now let's look at a couple of other verses that uh that refer to God creating uh the heaven and the earth we're going to I'm going to jump in a uh, read Psalm 146 verses 5 and 6 which says how blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever. Okay, that's one. Let's jump to, uh, now turn your Bibles now to Jeremiah chapter 10. And we are going to read verse 12. It is he who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom, and by his understanding he has stretched out the heavens. Okay, John 1.1. 1, 1. Next, we're going to turn and jump to John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I know we got, we have a long way to go before we get to the book of John, but we're definitely going to break that scripture down because there are some who believes uh, who took the word out and replaced it with a, uh, you know, basically saying he's not the God. But I want to focus on the in the beginning was the word, and we know that later on in the New Testament it tells us that Jesus Christ is the word. Okay, uh, turn with me uh, a couple of books to your right to Acts chapter four, and then we're going to go to verse twenty-four. which reads and when they heard this they lifted their voices to God with one accord and said O Lord it is you who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them what I'm doing here brothers and sisters is I'm just trying to uh, set and give you some other places in scripture where it talks about God creating the heavens and the earth next turn uh, a few more books over into Romans and we're gonna go to Romans chapter 4 and uh, verse 17 which reads as it is written a father of many nations have I made you 
in the presence of him whom he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. Now, if you don't mind, I'm actually also going to read that in the in the King James, because I do like how it says it uh, there, too. We still in uh, Romans 4, 17. And it says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now, I love it when it says it like that. He called those things which be not as though they were. Now, I want you to notice who called the things that be not as though they were God. God called the things that be not as, as though they were. Now, once again, like I mentioned about John, it's going to be a long time before we get to Romans, but I cannot wait to get to that Romans 4.17 so I can uh, break that down and show those who believe that we can speak things that, no, 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 we can't. Scripture says it's God who calls things that be not as though they were. What did he call? He called you and I into existence. That's the, the soul that's in our bodies. He called the earth into existence, which we will go into shortly. And the last verse I want to turn to, uh, referring to God creating the heavens and the earth, is Revelation chapter 4 and uh, verse 11, which says, which reads, Worthy are you, O Lord, and our God to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and because of your will they existed and were created now that was just a little uh a little touch on uh get for me to give you some more references to uh god creating uh the heaven and the earth okay so i think that 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 uh clears up that verse right there we can move on to verse two uh and it reads the earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Now the earth was formless, meaning empty and no form. That's what it meant. Now the waters has uh, here is said to be the word of God. Now I, I have always been confused. Like I said in the beginning, I don't know it all. Okay, I, I do study every day. I study very diligently, but I don't know it all. I want to learn just like others want to learn. So I did some some searching on that because it talked about the waters. I said, well, God hasn't actually made the waters yet. So which waters could they be talking about? So when I did some searching and I when I just mentioned that the waters uh, 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 talking about here could be the word of God, we would go to Second Peter three uh, verse five, which reads. Oh, no, I'm not there yet. All right. What did I say? Chapter three. Give me a second to uh, click into it. Second Peter three verse five says. For when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God the heavens existed long ago and earth was formed out of water and by water okay now uh, the Hebrew the Hebrew word was rather confusing it was Hebrew word it was Hebrew word uh, number 4325 Mayam which meant flood or spring. Now note, 
Some believe that the earth was an uninhabitable and pre-Adamic creatures roamed the earth, i.e. dinosaurs. Some believe that this is around the time that Lucifer fell. But the Bible does not give us any evidence of this. So uh, that's where some people would say that it, during this time, uh, when God created the, the the created the earth, this is when the dinosaurs are here because you know we we you know we believe that the dinosaurs were here before uh, man was created. But like I just said, the Bible doesn't give us any evidence of that. Chapter three. God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. Now this is where God first speak. This is where we first have God recorded to speak. Uh, let there be a uh, Hebrew word haya. Uh, 1961 word 1961 is to exist or become and the word light number uh, Hebrew word 216 meant luminary come to pass and illumination I believe this to be God's light and I say that I believe it to be God's light because we know that the sun has not been created yet okay so let me touch a couple of scriptures that refers to light okay we're going to go to Psalm 33. And I'm going to read verse 6 and verse 9. Psalm 33, 6 says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their hosts. Verse 9, For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Okay, and then my next cross reference is going to be in the New Testament, Second Second Corinthians, four and verse six. Second Corinthians, four and verse six, and it reads, "For God, who said light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of." Christ. I just want to touch on a few uh I just want to touch on a few, you know, scriptures there that uh refer to the light. Okay. Verse 4. Then God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the guard from the darkness. By separate God meant to distinguish. Darkness is literal darkness. And uh at this point I would like to take a a a, a moment to touch on the gap theory. If you've never heard of the gap theory, the gap theory is said to be that this right here after God said let there be light. Even though nothing is on the earth yet, the gap theory uh is where what the people who believe in that theory is uh that this is where God uh threw Satan down. This is where the uh, war happened in heaven where Satan rebelled against the father and that the Lord that Satan took himself and a third of the angels and God ridded them from heaven and then they fell down into the earth. So that's the gap theory meaning that they came here and they were here for a while before God ever created uh, the human race. Alright. Let's move on to uh, verse 5. Verse 5 reads, God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning one day. All right. The word darkness is uh, is night because it also means adversity. And the light is a literal day. Hebrew word yam, sunrise to sunrise. This is the first day on earth. Okay. So to my to the best of my understanding, 
Uh, this is a 24-hour day. I know there's different theories out there, but the word yam means sunrise to sunrise, not a thousand years, not uh, a year, not seven years, but it literally means a day, sunrise to sunrise, okay? Verse 6, then God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. Now, the expanse here is the actual blue sky, as I mentioned earlier. There is water up there, just as there is water below the earth. Remember, God has not shaped the sea and the rivers just yet. Okay? So, now he's separating the waters from the waters. And we see what happens next as we move to verse 7. God made the expanse and separate the waters which were below the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse. And it was so. Okay. Now, there are scientists who can confirm that water exists in the atmosphere, even though they do not know where it comes from. Uh, to uh, cross-reference that, we will go back to the uh, book of Psalms, and we're going to go to the uh, 77th chapter, and then the, uh, the 17th verse, which reads, nope, excuse me, let me uh, try that one more time. Okay, we're there. Psalm 77, 17, and it reads, The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth a sound. Your arrows flashed here and there. Now, what I, what I was pointing out there was the clouds poured out water. Uh, that's my proof that there is uh, water in the sky, even though we don't know exactly where the water comes from. So that's you know what I was doing was I was uh, I was just cross referencing, uh, you know I was just giving a, a cross reference there. Okay, where are we? We are on verse. Hold on, I uh, I'm sorry, I went past my marking spot. Okay, here we go. We are on verse eight. God called the expanse heaven and there was evening and there was morning a second day. So what we have here is this this concludes day two. Now let's do a quick recap. God has created the earth day and night and the firmament. Verse nine. Then God said, let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Here's where God created the seas and the dry land. God gave restraints to the water. Uh, you, uh, you want me to prove it? Good. I'm, I'm glad you asked. I will turn to Job chapter 38 and in verse 8. And it says, Who enclosed the sea with doors? When bursting forth, it went out from the womb. Okay, who enclosed the sea with doors, meaning that God put that restraint there. You you want a little you want a little more proof? Let's go to Proverbs. Proverbs 8. And 29 Proverbs chapter 8 verse 29 and it reads when he when he set for the sea its boundary so that the water would not transgress his command when he marked out the foundations of the earth and then I have one more here Jeremiah Jeremiah 5 and 22 and wait a minute nope nope I meant Jeremiah no, I said that right. I'm sorry. Jeremiah 5 and verse 22. And it reads. Mm, give me a second. Okay. Do you not fear me, declares the Lord? Do you not tremble in my presence? For I have placed the sand as a boundary for the sea. 
an eternal decree so it cannot cross over it. Though the waves toss, yet they cannot prevail. Though they roar, yet they cannot cross over it. So I just want to give a few uh, references there to God uh, restraining uh, the ocean, the seas, and telling them where they can and, and where they cannot go. Okay. Verse ten. Then called. Then, uh, then God called the dry land earth, and the gathering of the waters He called seas. And God saw that it was that it was good. The dry land He called earth. We hear, we see in the water seas. That's pretty literal, right? Let's move on to verse eleven. Then God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees on the earth, bearing fruit after their kind with seed in them. And it was so. Yes, it was. Now, just to recap, we now have the earth. We have the water in the atmosphere, the water on the earth, i.e. seas, rivers, lakes, the ground we walk on. And now the first vegetation, the key words here are after their kind. This proves that an apple is an apple, a tomato is a tomato, a pineapple is a pineapple. They are coming after their kind. And I want you to know something here. It didn't say that the Lord put a seed in and it grew. God created the vegetation and the vegetables and then the seeds came. Okay, so in other words, he sprouted up a, uh, a tomato vine. And then after that, we get this, we, after that, we got the seeds with these excuse me these fruits and vegetables come directly from the hand of God and it was so verse 12 the earth brought forth vegetation plants yielding seed after their kind and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind and God saw that it was good I'm going to read verse 13 and then there was evening and there was morning a third day now this verse here so it uh, so it was uh, in verse 11 we see what the trees the vegetation proves produce after their kind okay and it's like i said an apple is an apple it means that no matter what if your uh, grandparent if you grew up and your grandparents had an apple tree in the backyard or maybe you did every year when you went out to that garden I mean, i'm sorry when you went to that backyard what did you pick off of that tree apples there never was a year that you went to the apple tree and you picked a pineapple off of that tree or you picked an orange off of that tree or a peach off of that tree. It was always an apple. And there's a there's a reason that you will find out later. I'm I'm really I'm really touching on that, that everything forms after its kind. Okay? And then verse 13 concludes what? There was evening and there was morning the third day. Now this right here is the end of day number three. Alright, now we'll move on to verse 14. And actually, I'm going to read 14 and 15 together. Then God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Uh, now God creates a luminary light. This is where the sun, moon, and stars come into play to separate the day from the night. And what were they for? For signs, seasons, days, years. This is how we know one day from the next, one week from the next, one season from the next. Uh, it's illustrated also in uh, Psalm uh, 104 and uh, verse 19. And I will pull that up. And it reads, 
He made the moon for the seasons. The sun knows the place of his setting. Now, what we what we have going on here is this is the first actual light. Now, this is the beautiful thing about God's creation. Before, if you know anything, uh, let me take a step back. If you know anything about gardening, you know that one of the main uh, factors to a, uh, for a good garden is not only uh, water and good ground, but also sun. A garden has to get a certain amount of sun, and we see that the that the Lord on the third day. Uh, gave us all of our vegetables and all our fruit with just his light now we move on to to the next day and this is where we get uh the actual sunlight and it was for seasons and like i mentioned it's how we know one day from the next and it's how we flow from one season to the next verse 16 god made the two great lights the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night he made the stars also now the great lights are the sun and the moon uh, uh, the sun light reflects off the moon to give us our night light uh, and it says he made the stars also okay Isaiah uh, another verse to kind of illustrate that point would be Isaiah uh, 40 and uh, Isaiah 40 verse 26 and it reads Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these stars. The one who leads forth their host by number. He calls them all by name because of the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one of them is missing. Remember that he created the stars also. Okay, now for those who say that that lesser light is not the moon, we need to remember that the moon reflects off of the sun and at night that that the brightest light that you see in the sky is the moon so the moon is a light it may not be a sun it may not have the solar power of the sun but it still is what provides our night light is uh, to go along with the uh, stars as well okay verse 17 God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth there we go uh, God actually placed the stars planets moon and sun exactly where he wanted them to be okay and then i will uh actually continue on with verse 18 actually 18 and 19 uh to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness and god saw that it was good there was evening and there was morning a fourth day uh so uh, this is the end of day four. Remember, God just made the heavenly lights. So on day one, that light is not the sun or the moon. I want to make sure we tie that back in there for those who say, well, he made it the sun on the first day. This tells us right here that the Lord God did not make the uh, sun on the first day. Verse 20. Then God said, let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens here God created everything that ever swam in the water he also created everything that ever flew excuse me in the air slash the heavens and the uh, firmament verse 21 God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves with which the water swarmed after their kind and every winged bird after its kind and God saw that it was good and it was good uh, as the best of my knowledge the great 
sea monsters were crocodiles and I got that according to Hebrew word 8577 uh, okay and it was talking of a uh, of a crocodile and it was considering that to be the the, uh, the great sea monster okay verse 22 God blessed them saying be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let birds multiply on the earth verse 23 there was evening and there was morning a fifth day okay this leads me to believe that God created two of each kind as he tells them be fruitful and multiply okay uh because it didn't say that the that the Lord God made one crocodile that he made uh you know one horse or uh one elephant you know or one uh stream of uh, of fish it says that he made them and then he said be fruitful and multiply verse 24 then God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, kettle and creeping things and beasts of the earth after their kind. And it was so here. God created every kind of animal that ever walked slash food on the earth. Uh, we're talking lions, cows, dogs, mosquitoes, bees, etc., etc. They all were made. Uh, on this day and verse 25 is the same God made the beasts of the earth after their kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind and God saw that it was good and uh, so it was now we will move on to verse 26 the famous verse where the human race begins then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the kettle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Elohim is the word for God here. Remember, this is God in the plural sense. Let us. Okay, uh, where else does uh, the Lord God say let us? Genesis, uh, let's go to Genesis uh, 3 and verse 22. Then the Lord God said, Behold, a man has become like one of us. Okay, knowing good and evil. All right, and then let us, then let me jump to chapter 11, it's still in Genesis, chapter uh, 11 and verse 7. Uh, let me see. I can get it. I can get to it quicker this way. It says, "Come, let us go down there and confuse their language, so that they will not understand one another's speech." And of course, I jump to where we'll be shortly uh, about the uh, Tower of Babel, and uh, when uh, when the world was uh, when it was all one one uh, language and uh, they were building the Tower of Babel when the Lord saw it he said come let us go down okay now uh, man now it, now it does say man in our image let us make man in our image according to our likeness okay uh, God intended for man to rule over every living thing on the earth that he created and that included dinosaurs because we have our proof that dinosaurs exist and I'm a believer that God created dinosaurs but where are some other places that we can look where God talks about uh, uh, man being created in the image of our likeness Genesis uh, Genesis 5 1 what does the, the Lord say 
he says this is the okay this is the book of the generations of Adam in the day when God created man he made him in the likeness of God okay um we're gonna jump to Genesis 9 6 uh, and I am clicking to get there and it says whoever sheds man's blood by man his blood shall be shed for in the image of God he made man okay let's jump to so let's go from there to first uh, Corinthians we're gonna go first uh, Corinthians uh, 11 and, and verse 7 I think I want yes 11 7 for a man ought not to have his head covered since he is the image and glory of God okay uh, let's go Ephesians uh, 4.26 and let's see what the Lord says Ephesians 4.26 says be angry and yet do not sin do not let the sun go down on your anger I'm, I apologize I, I, I knew that didn't I knew that didn't sound right when I started reading. I meant to say Ephesians 4.24, not 4.26. So let's go back. Put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. Okay, here we go. Let's go to James 3 and 9. So we will jump to uh, the book of James 3 and 9 and it reads with it we bless our Lord and Father and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. Okay I just want to touch on a few things there that talked about uh, um, excuse me that talked about man being in in God's uh, likeness. So what we learn here in verse 26 is it says that uh, the most the thing that's been debated the most here is uh, God said, let us make man in our image. Some have said, who was he talking to? Some people say he was talking to the angels because the angels, of course, uh, to our knowledge, existed before this time. But we know that the angels weren't made in the image of God. OK, the angels, as it says in the scriptures, that uh, they they uh but that when God, when Jesus came to the earth, it said he made him a little lower than the angels. OK, uh, the, the man is only is the only uh, being in the whole Bible that it says, uh, let us make uh, him in our image uh, because the word God here is Elohim and Elohim means plural. That means to me, to the best of my knowledge, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the three God, the, the three in the Godhead, let us make man in our image. I think that's pretty clear. We're going to move on to verse 27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. I believe uh, that point is that God created both male and female in his image. And that's what I believe. And I also want to point out that that word uh, man there means mankind. Okay, verse 28. God blessed them. And God said to them. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So, uh, you know, some have said that uh, sex has not been introduced yet, but here God tells his human creation to fill the earth. Okay. Uh, 
now in the uh, King James it actually reads a little bit different and if you don't mind I'm going to read uh, 28 in the in the King James version because uh, this is a verse that has also been uh, amongst debate God blessed them and God said to them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth now the reason that I wanted to mention that is because uh, a lot of people especially people who read nothing but the King James they like to bring up the fact that it's said to replenish the earth okay now uh, the Hebrew word there that was used was mala which means feel okay he uh talks about this in genesis uh genesis 9 uh 1 and 1 and 7 and i will read from there verse 1 says and god blessed noah and his sons and said to them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth jump down to verse 7 as for you be fruitful and multiply populate the earth abundantly and multiply in it uh leviticus let's go to leviticus uh Let's go to Leviticus 26 and 9, uh, which says, So I will turn towards you and make you fruitful and multiply you, and I will confirm my covenant with you. And then we're going to go back to the uh, great book of Psalms. And we're going to go to Psalms 127, and I'm going to uh, read verses... Uh, uh, let me see which verses I think I'm going to read 3 and 5 yes I'm going to read 3 and 5 127 3 says behold children are a gift of the Lord the fruit of the womb is a reward 5 says how blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them they will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate that's just uh, some verses I want to touch on on God saying to fill the earth now I do want to stop there just for a minute uh, I am uh, not of the belief that uh that people existed so in the king james when it said to replenish there are those who would say well see we'll see there were uh there was apparently uh life here before because he told adam and eve to replenish the earth so this was the second life form but when i looked up the the, the hebrew word it does not say it does not actually say replenish it's it was that word uh what did i say it was my maya uh yeah my mala which means feel so the word there was to feel so so god gave the command to just feel the earth okay let's move on verse 29 then god said behold i have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth and every tree which has fruit yielding seed it shall be food for you it seems here that man was a vegetarian because god says i have given you the fruit trees vegetables for food for you and the beasts which you will see in the in the next verse and we understand that there has never been an animal slaughtered yet so apparently the original man was meant to be a vegetarian now uh i eat meat and uh we know that in the bible it would even teach us there's nothing wrong with eating meat only thing i'm doing is i'm making the point that man was originally uh, a vegetarian and i will continue with verse 30 uh i'm back up a little bit uh it shall be uh food for you and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the sky 
and to everything that moves on the earth which has life i have given every green plant for food and it was so so that just backs it up that the man and the beast were eating the same substance verse 31 to close out the chapter god saw all that he had made and behold it was very good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day and yes it was very good this is the end of the sixth day and notice god called what he made very good now this is the first time that god says this okay because in a few chapters now the lord's heart is going to be grieved that he made man uh, here the lord says he saw what he made and it was very good why because at this time it was very good with that we will close out genesis chapter one and um I appreciate the journey that we're going on. Um, I would like to say Acts 17, 10 and 11, uh, probably my favorite chapters in the Bible. And it's the reason why I do this, where it talks about the Bereans. And Paul was in Berea teaching them. And they sat and they listened to the things that Paul said. But what did the verse say? They went and studied the scriptures for themselves to see if those things of which he said were so. In other words, they didn't just take what Paul said. They listened to it with great eagerness but they didn't just take what he said they went and studied for themselves and i asked the same of you anyone who does ever hear my voice study the word for yourself berean don't take everything that i say or someone else says uh as fact with that we're going to close father we thank you for your word we thank you for those who take the time to listen and we take you and we thank you for those who take the time to study your words we bless you and we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. People get ready as a train of coming. You don't need no baggage, you just get on. Just fair.